Hello and welcome back to Slayer Lair, a podcast where we talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We go through episode by episode and thank you for coming back to join us for season two. We're very excited to be back and thank you for being on this journey with us. I'm one of your hosts, Jen. And I have not seen any of these Buffy episodes since they were on. And I was in like middle school and high school. And so that's kind of where I'm coming from on this journey. It's a very new um, slate for me. I remember just a few things like David Boreanaz being hot, but that's pretty much it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And joining me. Hi. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Amanda. Um, I'm Buffy fan for life. Uh, I saw, uh, similar to Jen, I was watching them when I was a kid, but I don't literally remember nothing from that time. Um, And I did a rewatch about five years ago. And again, I've just, I've had too much of that vampire dust. I have tiny holes (laughs) in my brain. That makes it hard for me to remember all the details. Um, so it's good to rewatch it again with my co-host and be able to chat about it. Um, and also joining us is Chris. Hello, um, my name is Chris. I am Jen's little sister. So I was kind of on the fringe, falling in love with Buffy while she was watching it when we were kids. And I became deeply obsessed. I have seen every Buffy episode and the lesser Angel series even many, many times. Um, I feel intimately familiar with the details and I discovered a few years ago that there is an offshoot of graphic novels, which I have also read. So I love being the person who gets to watch my co-hosts rediscover the hilarious details of our girl Buffy as she goes and saves the world one episode at a time. You're basically our spirit guide. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely our subject matter expert for sure. So we have had a long hiatus between season one and two. So thanks for hanging with us. It's just been a lot of crazy life stuff has happened. Um, And yeah. What happened, Jen? We're both. (laughs) We both came to, you know, cultural ceremonial rites of passage there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we both got married yeah <laughs> um and if anybody's that's gotten married knows uh you basically have a panic attack every single day <laughs> and the only day you don't have a panic attack is the wedding day <laughs> um yeah, yeah and Chris was in both of our weddings so actually we were all in, oh yeah we were in each other yeah, yeah. wow <laughs> I just realized it was it. two years of weddings <laughs> just weddings all day every day it was amazing but now rings are on fingers yeah (laughs) and then Chris moved in um with me and so that was like a big change too it was actually kind of awesome to like watch these episodes together um normally we weren't doing that before so wait is this our first recording with you guys living together yeah Yeah. okay yeah 
Yeah. So that's awesome. And then we had, um, you know, Chris almost didn't come back. <laughs> and honestly, I can't even imagine like a man and I recorded one episode and I didn't even bother editing it. Cause I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and then yesterday or, you know, a few days ago when Chris and I were watching the episodes together, I like peeked over at her notes <laughs> and at the top, it's all like themes. <laughs> Well, I was not, I do not have themes. <laughs> so, I was honored. Yeah. I was honored yeah. to be the, uh, yeah. I feel like I, it was a lot of Googling on our part, like midway yeah. through the episode. Yeah. As we tried to get through it, it was tough. It was tough. <laughs> We're glad you're here. Yeah, I'm happy to be back. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad that we took a little hiatus. I feel like even though I wasn't the one getting married, there was, yeah, lots of little things going on and it was very nice to be able to focus in on, on those, those little, those little tiny events that happened over the past two years, but it's also very exciting to be back. Yeah. Yay. So... Let's get into it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So season two, episode one, when she was bad. Yeah, she was. <laughs> and so one of the things that we're going to talk about this season is um, what I think the episode is going to be about based on the title, since like, I don't remember them at all since, <laughs> since I watched these when I was a kid. So Basically, I was like, okay, this is like a Breaking Bad type scenario. <laughs> and <laughs> there's going to be like s- some meth going on in mm-hmm. the hell mouth. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. And like some like transient meth folks that like Buffy has to fight or she joins up with them to make money because she always like has amazing outfits and I feel like she needs <laughs> I thought you were gonna say money. because she has cancer yeah, that's what <laughs> I, she thought can't af- I thought you were gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah no <laughs> just for clothing just for clothing. yeah just for clothes yeah okay um but that is not what this episode is about um and really it is about how like Buffy needs therapy and (laughs) she is still like dealing with the trauma of literally dying (laughs) at the end of last season and she's very much in this like no one understands and I think like yeah really feeling herself is like the weight of the role of the slayer um and feeling like it's like all on her shoulders um and so yeah we get some um kind of like a recap uh and we have the the master the leather daddy from season one uh basically find out why he had bones left at the end <laughs> of him dying there's lots of bones in this episode master bones i feel master like your bones i feel like master bones were referenced a lot in this episode and that kept getting me hot <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um we kind of get this like reminder that Angel and Buffy are like star-crossed lovers. Mm-hmm. 
um and like this like the tragedy of their love for each other as Buffy as a uh, like a what 16 year old slayer and angel is like a 200 and something year old vamp um we get a reminder that there is this like creepy kid uh who mm-hmm. the anointed child. the anointed child who from here on I'm gonna call baby Steve Jobs because <laughs> he looks just like he it. is wearing the black turtleneck <laughs> yeah um then yeah just like how sexual the leather daddy master was like we get just like a little reminder of that um and that yeah and Buffy died and was saved by mouth to mouth by Xander because Angel didn't that's when it was revealed that vampires don't need air (laughs) which was amazing (laughs) <laughs> that was a revelation <laughs> they have was a classic no yes classic star class lovers it's very mm-hmm. edward scissorhands hold me i can't line yes. and it was yeah i one of my notes was that this episode is exploring whether Buffy is more traumatized from the master using her blood to open a hell mouth and then leaving her for dead or if it's that her super creepy boundary defying friend who she spent a whole season keeping at arm's length finally had an opportunity to put his mouth on hers while she was unconscious so (laughs) who knows that is pretty traumatic (laughs) two kinds of trauma two kinds of trauma are alive that she is dealing with here um I also think um one of the things that I wrote that I was thinking about was that if this episode was a tarot card it would represent a trauma response and offering and accepting help and I feel like season two is really where things start piling onto Buffy and they don't get lifted. Things get only heavier from this episode on. And even though we see an arc of her kind of starting to accept her support net, the reality that we get every intro is that she is still the chosen one and that it really is on her shoulders to handle everything. So I think this is the first episode where we really explore even in this like supernatural realm, we are still having to recognize like normal human issues, like not going to therapy when you should. So I feel like that was a really big thing that stood out to me when we started watching this was like, man, a lot of people know how to help her like make steaks or like buy her chunky cross necklaces, but (laughs) or four inch yellow high heel. (laughs) Yes, dude. Which obviously her dad bought her out of guilt. I feel like we also learned that that's where all her cute clothes come from is. I mean, we all know how dads, we all know how dads help their daughters deal with trauma and it's ignoring it more than they do. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Um, I can't believe that we thought that we could do this without Chris. 
<laughs> it was like so insightful. It was. It was quite, quite. <laughs> um, so Amanda, why don't you like paint for us this scene, this intro scene? Yeah, I mean, it's very um all of the owls have been stopped from reaching Ron and Hermione type situation where Xander and Willow are both talking about their summer and how shitty it was because no one heard from Buffy. And, you know, they're walking past the graveyard as you often do in Sunnydale. I feel like Sunnydale is one of those towns where there's literally nothing to do except visit the graveyard, right? Okay, so, so in last season too, they revealed that the ice, you have to walk through oh, the that's graveyard right. to get to the ice cream parlor. Okay, that tracks, that tracks because they are holding ice creams. Um, and they're just, yeah, talking about summer. It's coming to an end. It's winding down. It's maybe one of the last nights of the summer. They're having ice cream. Um, and they're kind of like quizzing each other on like movie coats, right? So just having a nice time. They have a moment. They have an ice cream moment where Willow has some ice cream on her nose. And Xander leans in to like lick it off, I guess. Um, <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, I, I mean, in high school, I feel like that's like the most romantic thing possible. So that kind of was <laughs> real. When all of a sudden a big bloated, like overly alcoholic, like bloated vampire face is in the background of them and like scares them apart right before they're going to kiss. Um, where we finally see Buffy. Dude, yes. Yeah. And I would like to point out <laughs> that this is where less than three minutes into the episode okay. Xander is creepy okay is there an exact clock like did you have an exact I didn't I didn't okay. clock it I was less just like three. Dude, it's it was less than three it involves the season one recap <laughs> and the intro okay, are we counting the season okay we're counting that as yeah because I feel like it that- does have Giles voice over so that counts Yes, yes, dude. So less than three minutes, and like literally, my notes say Xander is rape culture because I think that's also an overarching theme of the Buffy verse. <laughs> yeah, we hate he's, him. He's also the worst person to play a movie quote game with because he will literally cut you off and <laughs> um, just be a total douche and make the game not fun. And honestly, she probably put ice cream on her nose to shut him the fuck up because he was being super annoying that entire interaction so I fully agree with that um but yes Buffy appears out of nowhere she has an amazing end of summer haircut it's very like Rachel Green and like layered perfectly and she has perfect amazing bangs okay I have a trivia note about her hair so it actually her hair is different because during the hiatus of seasons one and two, she was filming Scream 2. And that is her like Scream 2 hair. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. That's why it's so amazing. <laughs> That's incredible. It's yeah. such good crossover. It's it so is. equally campy. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, we have intro Buffy and Buffy with her LA haircut and this like, okay, 
so I guess Buffy loves mini skirts because they're short enough that she can still do a high kick. Like she can't have a skirt that goes over her knees because then she would have to hike it up to be able to kick a vampire in the chin which mm-hmm. she does in a silk mini skirt in this first scene so she's coming in strong yeah yeah so this first vamp um buffy uses a tree branch as a stake to kill so nice. yeah we get some um using your surroundings <laughs> in order to kill the vamp um yeah and so it's end of summer I guess she came back like literally the day before school started (laughs) yeah (laughs) because like the next scene we have is like them at school and we're kind of like opening up I had completely forgotten about the principal Snyder who I'm like pretty sketch about he like hates kids for sure <laughs> like thinks like that they're super awful. openly yeah it's just so weird I feel like you have to have like a pretty like long career in education to become a principal maybe he has fake um you like, know, like resume, resume. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because like reference the last it's just him like the students literally ate him Do you remember that? How like they literally ate the last principal. So I think that they intentionally brought Snyder on because they were like, okay, we need a hard ass who won't get eaten by students in his office. So I guess he should hate kids. So he's always suspicious of Mm. whether or not they're going to cannibalize him or other staff members, <laughs> which is important when your school is directly over a hell mouth. Mm. So I do think it tracks that okay, okay. he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Like the school board met and they were like, okay, the school over the hell mouth <laughs> needs. And insider. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's going to be like a tough, like the principal that makes them care because he's so tough. <laughs> and like real (laughs) he's gonna get these kids into shape type of situation (laughs) but yeah he's literally describing the kids as like locusts and um even Giles is kind of saying uh like with your abhorrence of children have you ever considered your reconsidered your vocation as principal (laughs) (laughs) so yeah everyone's concerned about this appointment for sure as the new school year begins yeah well okay so Giles is concerned until hottie boom body Miss Calendar she's looking fine as she walks up is so high and he is like hella sploosh yeah we all were we all were immediately follows her so that she can tell him how she went to burning man to do naked mud dances and she's like dude yeah I feel like it's a classic of a very proper presenting person to fall in love with like this hella freaky bitch who goes to fucking burning man he is 
hella here for it. He's a techno pagan. Yeah, yes, dude. <laughs> we all love a techno pagan. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> yeah, she definitely, I feel like you can kind of tell, is like also into Giles, though, like right from the beginning. I feel like she definitely is like, I, she's undressing him and <laughs> is with her eyes and is like, was under all that tweed. I must know. <laughs> I want that tea and biscuits. <laughs> Dude, but fucking Willow and Xander totally cockblock. Okay, they cockblock Giles multiple times in this episode, dude. And they just walk up while they're having their moment, like catching up about Burning Man and are just like, Giles, Giles, Buffy killed a vampire last night, like shouting it in the halls no one cares though no No it's true and and Giles clarifies that like no one cares but this happens all the time because a mystic energy is still emanating from this area even though the hellmouth is closed right which we closed in the last season but it's still there Mm -hmm. yeah speaking of adult relationships and falling in and out of love we actually see Buffy's mom and dad interact for the first time in this episode um I was surprised how much the dad seemed aware of Buffy's feelings and her um like actions while she was staying with him in LA I feel like we get a lot of um times with her parents where they talk about how she was just problematic um she burned a school down and that's why they had to move away and she's always getting into fights and um Joyce her mom has a few moments throughout the first season even where you can tell she just doesn't give Buffy the benefit of the doubt and he also doesn't know what Buffy's doing remember there were all these times where like she doesn't even know Buffy's doing cheer or like literally anything totally she's always so busy unpacking statues (laughs) 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 unpacking statues for the next exhibit (laughs) to know what's going on (laughs) and even in this I feel like she kind of like brushes it off but her dad at least notices that she was distant and he has this comment where he said at least when she was burning things down I knew what to do and like there was a thing a specific thing to talk about whereas now yeah she's just like she's just feeling traumatized and I feel like this is one of the moments where someone reached out to Buffy to try to help it sounds like her dad tried to talk to her about what's going on and paid attention and noticed and she is just like not accepting that and obviously she can't be honest with her parents she can't be like I died last year and I'm having a hard time with being a resurrected the only resurrected girl in high school (laughs) and like um yeah I just thought that was interesting I appreciated that we got a little bit of a look into Buffy as a human being in that conversation and like what her family support might look like I think 
it was weird that they were unpacking her suitcase. <laughs> oh my God. It was <laughs> without her. <laughs> and I was just, I immediately was like, are they also unpacking like the dirty underwear? <laughs> Cause I feel like every time I get back from a trip, I have like 20 pairs of dirty underwear. Even if I packed like 10, I have way more <laughs> dirty underwear than anything else <laughs> from the trip. And yeah, for me, I would be uncomfortable with that. <laughs> If my parents were, you know, kind of trying to think of how to support me while they were packing my clothes would be kind of it's weird. It's interesting because they're like physically unpacking her shit. Yeah, like, like hanging to, it like, in the closet while trying to like unpack her like issues that she's having. You know, whoa, it's a metaphor. Wow. You do not need me to come back, Jen. Wow. You've got this, obviously. <laughs> That was deep. That was deep. Oh my God. It was there all along. <laughs> and they're working as a team. Yeah. They're working yes. as a team to do it. But she does have dope high heels and these like, yeah, giant yellow heels, which are hella cute. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, she must have the strongest ankles. Mm-hmm. To be yeah. Able well, to yeah, because she's doing high kicks and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And that no, thing where actually- she can like jump 10 feet feet in the air just like from the <laughs> ground <laughs> like, I feel like she specifically targets ankle like she has an ankle day because that's the only way that she's able <laughs> to do all the high kicks dude and wrist she has angle yes. and wrist day because she needs it for like the steak wielding <laughs> yes absolutely okay well, wait yes speaking of training yes dude yes Let's we have an amazing heavy metal training a training montage in the library um it's Isn't incredible there a gym at the school yeah but that's not that's not where you do vampire training that's where you do okay. like the football that's where the football okay, okay. nerds are but yes so is the- she like lifting weights or is like, no being the chosen one she has like super strength she has super strength all she okay. needs to do to train is do flips <laughs> yeah <laughs> I guess because this montage is just a bunch of flips, kicks, and staff like staff fighting, and yes. then punching. And we have a moment where we see her learn the lesson we've all learned. All women have learned this lesson at one point in your life, which is you can't punch the pain away, no matter how hard you try. The pain is still there. <laughs> we see her discover that in real time because she's punching and she's having. PTSD flashbacks of the master's face um yeah and it's clear it's clear the battle that's happening inside of her mind at this point and we also get like a lot of like camera cuts to a concerned look from Giles like it's just Buffy doing flips and beating the shit out of a wooden plank dummy that represents the master in her mind Mm -hmm. and then cut to Giles standing to the side looking quietly concerned because I guess that's what training is with the chosen (laughs) one you just like stand back he's a literal watcher yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's even at one point like Buffy that's enough Buffy that's enough but she just can't hear through her own anger and hatred for leather daddy and she's (laughs) punching and punching and punching but yeah, so as the training is happening, meanwhile, in an abandoned factory, 
we have a new set of vampires with some new baddies, a new collection. Yeah, a new leather daddy for sure, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Is that a leather like open? It's like a leather, um, you know, those like um, vests that are long and flowy. Mm-hmm. It's like that, but leather that the this one vamp is wearing. And he has like kind of like old Southern priest vibes because his mm-hmm. shirt yes. has like a collar. Mm-hmm. And then he has this like black like robe thing. So yeah, I don't know. I definitely had like Georgia Baptist preacher <laughs> man yeah. on my notes. Yeah. yeah. And then I put that. Like, if they said he about the dude, they would do it with a capital H, like when they talk about God in the Bible, because these are like the born again vampires. Yes. <laughs> Fundamentalist vampires. Yes. Is what we have. Yeah. And they're basically like worshiping baby Steve Jobs. Like, dude leather daddy's adopted child the disruptor yeah. he's uh, he's disrupting the vampire industry <laughs> yeah dude he does not have time for other outfits no dude and preacher daddy is literally like he will show us the way mm. little steve jobs mm-hmm. dude they're ready they vampires a new hope begins now Mm. in this like abandoned factory (laughs) dude and I feel like this is another implication of like how hard the recession has hit Sunnydale because this (laughs) huge factory where thousands of jobs just (laughs) obliterated to become now like the new because before they were like underground but now, you know, industry is failing so they can be above ground in this abandoned factory. There's yeah. lots of abandoned things in this episode. There are. Factories. And there's all like these weird, you know, like giant empty metal canisters. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess that have like a canister oil factory. or <laughs> chemicals or something <laughs> like, yeah. And it's just like, dude, that would not have been left behind. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like dude maybe they died maybe some, these like, are EPA just like shit maybe it's some off-screen deaths that happened because of like it being the hell mouth and they have to keep all these vampires fed so maybe mm. just like off-screen there was a factory feast where they came and they they're were like, like keep the chemicals <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they're environmentally conscious vampires <laughs> Yeah, that can't go down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> Chemical waste only. <laughs> oh my god! So that's pretty much setting this. Okay, so now it's like we have what our main theme of yeah, like this like season a new is going to be. Baddie. Yeah, a which new is baddie. an old baddie, I guess. Yeah, right? new. Yeah. yeah, a new generation. So anointed yes. one basically needs like. He's not a vampire, right? No, he's like a prophes- prophesized um, leader of the vampires. So he's human. I think so. Because he was, remember when he was introduced? Yeah, he so was on the bus. he's dead. Yeah, he was human. Okay. But he did die in that bus accident. Like okay. all those people died. And then- like came back to life or something I guess he came back to life that was my 
or they raised him or something yeah okay but he's not a vamp and then he needs okay and then so he like basically uses these adult vamps as his like conduits to do his bidding or whatever okay okay so on buffy.fandom.com it says baby steve jobs he (laughs) is a vampire member of the order of aurelius and a key servant of the master but i guess now that the master's dead like maybe he was like vice master or something okay and so now he has become the ceo now i almost (laughs) called him a baby leather daddy but i don't want to be canceled so i'm not going to call that no but that's literally what he has become he was personally (laughs) taught by the master and he's the master's successor he like was like wozniak and now he's jobs (laughs) He was groomed by Leather Dude, Daddy. he totally Zuckerberged Leather Daddy. <laughs> has now taken over the Order of Aurelius, basically. Um, okay. Oh, and also, thank you, Buffy.Fandom.com. This is actually a Brick and Brock factory. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, a Brick and Brock factory, I love like- that. Like not brick and brack. Brick no, and they call it brick and brock. Yeah, I think maybe it's a play on that. I won't speak to the creativeness of the name, but yes, it's it's very similar. But so okay, so now we have like the main baddie that's gonna be like kind of the background theme in between all of like our goosebumps episodes. Like a factory that makes bricks. <laughs> Jen is not over it, dude. Jen dude, is not over it's it. It's like I or or. Samuel Brick and Edward Brock okay, have okay, a factory. Okay, 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 <laughs> it could okay. be a name like Brick and Sons or something. Okay, I got it. Yeah. That's <laughs> acceptable. That's acceptable. <laughs> okay, moving on. Okay, okay. Jen is satisfied. Jen is satisfied. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so we have our new level of daddy. So that's happening. Meanwhile, back in school, Luffy's alone, hanging out. Willow and Xander walk up. Willow alludes to having a sex dream about Xander, which is totally, I think that she meant nightmare. <laughs> I don't think she meant sex dream. Um, and then Giles walks up super flustered about Vance, you know, talking about this and that, his research. And all of a sudden he totally backhands Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> like out of nowhere in the most powerful backhand. <laughs> she like flies through the air and breaks the table. And she's like, <laughs> it's so hot. <laughs> And he actually jumps on her and pins her to the ground and starts choking her. And I yeah. was super flustered. I wish I wished I was Buffy. <laughs> this is what I call a sex dream, Willow. Okay. It was so fucking hot. But then Buffy in her struggle unmasks him to realize that it's actually Leather Daddy in a Giles mask. And that's when she awakens. It was a dream, a PTSD dream. Again, bearing trauma, what happens comes to you in the dream your dream self trying to work it out and she wakes up and is traumatized again <laughs> when there's a man in her room on fire <laughs> and uh, it's angel it's angel, and he i just like yeah he really needs to learn some boundaries <laughs> so inappropriate dude he's just like standing by her window yeah and he honestly, says mind if i come in <laughs> and it's like he's literally already standing <laughs> He's in he's not like floating outside the window like invite me in. 
I feel like Buffy, it's her first night back in town and she was getting ready for bed that night. She's like, what should I wear to go to sleep tonight? After like this super traumatizing day, oh, I know, a suit made of silk, a I, collared button-up shirt. Th- that business casual pajama outfit is such a power move. So I honestly think <laughs> that she was expecting company, dude. She oh was God. like, let me put up, let me business face only while I like try to sleep like from the boardroom to the bedroom (laughs) boss bitch boss bitch absolutely girl boss girl boss. yes dude because she knows she knows that vampire um like she knows that once she's invited the vampire in, he can come in whenever he wants. Yeah, he because can. Because consent wasn't a thing yet in the 90s. <laughs> we, he doesn't understand that saying yes once doesn't mean saying yes every time. So Dude, and then imagine, like, up. have you got, you know, like how hard it is to talk about consent with like a parent or a grandparent? Try teaching consent to a 200 year old <laughs> Dude, yeah. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. In 97, it wasn't a thing in the 1700s. Definitely. So So obviously Angel's there being creepy. It's It's just classic Angel. What can I say? I mean, he's there in the dark watching her sleep. She wakes up and it's some big shit about the, he's the baby Steve Jobs. He's gathering forces. I don't know why. Does he ever know why? He just no, dude. never even He's... tries to find why. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But he does say baby Steve Jobs may look like a baby, but he's also this, the head of Apple. So you really need to not <laughs> underestimate him. He's a boy genius. All right. He's strong. And Buffy's like, okay. And like, okay. And like, are you done? Basically like, don't come for me unless I send for you. Like, are you done? Basically like just dismisses him as she should because they're broken up and he's being creepy. <laughs> he's being <laughs> super creepy. Dude. And like, she, this was a moment for me where I was just like super appreciating like how many puns Buffy has. <laughs> they're so off the cuff I mean you know yeah and it's just like I can you imagine being that spot on with like jibs and jabs in high school and like to the point where like you woke up from a nightmare and were on enough to be like sing sing (laughs) (laughs) dude yeah wait maybe that's a slayer power it's like you have good wordplay and puns Especially yeah, like all that's the how you like work it out. <laughs> yeah. Especially when shit. it comes to vampire shit. Yeah. Like, you just got like maybe through the ages you get all of like the past slayers like puns <laughs> that they've come up with as as they've slayed. <laughs> yeah, it's like she a little have notebook. A lot of good kill lines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god, so good. And Dude, then I uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I was I, say, I, little sad music plays too. <laughs> when like angel leaves that i i assume he flies out the window i think they fly i feel like she's in the second wait do you think do you think he would like in what we do in the shadows he's like bat (laughs) (laughs) 
because he disappears for sure dude i feel like he just like hovers and then like hovers to the ground did we ever see any of them? Is that canon? Is that hovering? No. no. Okay. I'm coming like in with my, with my many rewatches and my graphic novel knowledge to say that they don't fly. I feel like vamps in general in other media fly. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do think that that is true. But I think that in this one, not so much. Um, what vamps can do is feel sad boy and quietly whisper before disappearing into the night i missed you (laughs) which to be fair is where we see buffy show genuine human emotion for the first time in the episode and i feel like as you know someone who was once a high school girl I get that (laughs) like sometimes you can't um like you feel super blasé about major events happening in your life but then your first love tells you that they missed you while you were gone for the summer and that shit breaks through and I feel like her voice gets soft and she is super unbelieving and rolls over to look at him and ask for confirmation. She's like, you missed me. And he's gone. He's gone. Presumably <laughs> having jumped or climbed. Or floated. Or floated. Okay, wait. So I did research it. And okay. the, it says that the Buffies do not, the Buffies. The Buffies. <laughs> The vamps in Buffy do not fly. Okay, okay. Because they did not have it in the budget. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, I feel fair. like we totally see vampires Dude, in cars. They like- blew the CGI budget on the dusting. Like yes, all yeah. the dusting. The creative fun. choice was made. <laughs> yeah, which like worth it. That's worth fine. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, how expensive are bats dude (laughs) you can just like rent some bats or even like i don't know dude maybe it probably wouldn't work but if you like made little like bat shadows like with your hands and it was just like like and it would just show like a shadow i feel like that would work too yeah absolutely that costs nothing (laughs) <laughs> they would have had to give uh, money to the Batman franchise, and that's what they couldn't afford. Like doing a bat shadow. Like bats are copyrighted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in the nineties, for sure. Yeah. Oh my god. Also, Buffy needs a screen on her window. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't get it. Like, after all everything that's gone down, dude, she sleeps with her window open. And then no screen. Like wait, I thought you meant because like mosquitoes could come in, but you think that like a screen will stop like vampires? Is that weird? Yeah. Wait, like if it was made of silver, but not like a vampire. Like okay, a vampire is like I'm gonna kill Buffy in her sleep. Sees that the window has screens and is like, eh. (laughs) I feel like (laughs) is that what you're saying? 
it would have to get invited into her house. I feel like that's the okay. protection. That's why like, like Angel to. couldn't just fly in though if she had. Well, okay, however, they don't fly, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, however, he gets there. Appear climbs the trestle. And yeah, then, he climbs the trestle. He climbs, the trestle. and then gets in. Like, dude, yeah. I feel like a screen would prevent her waking up with like Angel in her room. Right. She would hear the screen being removed. For yeah, it'd be like. <laughs> And at least you have some warning, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it would have to be a screen with like tiny crucifixes like sewn into it. Wait, technically, if you look at a screen, it is just a bunch of crucifixes, <laughs> like small crucifixes that make up the whole, like it's metal crucifixes. <laughs> she just has like an aerosol can of holy water to like spray that shit down with yeah, every day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A little van propellant. Yeah. I think to be honest though, she... Dude, she put on a silk suit. She knew. She knew the <laughs> she ex definitely was shaved. Dude. Yeah, she, she dabbed on bed. some lip gloss. <laughs> yeah. dude. She dabbed on lip gloss. She, yes, she knew. She knew what was happening. She rubbed sperm aside inside her pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if he can't breathe like, breath, dude, I doubt he makes sperm. <laughs> <laughs> okay wait there we need to move on or i'm gonna spoil something okay so, okay yeah totally yeah okay let's move on um we have like a small in-between scene where we're establishing like a couple of things we're driving at home that right now buffy is in her emo phase she's wearing dark sunglasses to school her mom's kind of like asking her what's wrong there's no response because moms would not understand they don't get it they don't get that in high school oh I died and was brought back to life like they don't understand like what we go through like in high school they're just too far removed my love is a vampire yeah my love is a vampire (laughs) my pajamas are business casual like you just don't get it like you don't get it mom so she's very she's going through it right now Um, do you think like that's where her dad put his foot down he was like you can't have sexual pajamas (laughs) I'll buy you all the mini skirts and four inch heels you want but only collared pajamas (laughs) that sounds like a dad move for sure but like they can be silk they can be silk yeah I mean only the best (laughs) quality yeah and then when she's back at school Mm -hmm. after this uh yeah like weird car scene she's wearing this like white tank top that is just like not covering her bra at all like on the side boob it's just like broad (laughs) just like yeah like she I don't know (laughs) wow this is one of the only outfits that I have notes about too but mine was that she looks like um shit who's the hot mean stepmom in the movie ever after Oh, Angelica Houston. And she looks like that hot gay bait picture of Angelica Houston in that white tank top with her hair slicked back. You will get a little gayer every time you see it. <laughs> it is, she is the leather daddy. And that I think it's like what Buffy is serving up in this outfit. We'll have to link the picture to the website. Yes. So and do a side by side. See it. Yeah. Oh my God. I see it, dude. Mm. Wait. Sploosh. Where? Sploosh. Yeah. I see your nips. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Well, Buffy's wearing a bra. So. But, but showing it, showing it. Yeah, showing yeah, it. yeah. The, the nips of clothing are showing through. 
Yeah, this is um, a hot picture. She's like leaning back and just like kind of has this like I was just like riding a horse kind of vibe, or maybe it is like she was raiding tombs. You know, it's like (laughs) riding a horse, but like with another woman for sure. Like the the horse was female. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like that was my only outfit note this whole episode. Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, this reminds me of Angelica Houston in a tank top. (laughs) Um, so a little bit of like back to like normality I guess Mm -hmm. because they're gonna um everyone's gonna go to the bronze after school um and a little reminder that like dude what is this tiny town that has this dope venue that on school (laughs) nights plays hella cool bands (laughs) yes (laughs) and that's like all ages Mm yeah yeah yeah, and so they're chatting about, okay, going for the bronze tonight, and Cordelia watch, uh, walks up to the gang and tries to, like, catch up with them about everything that happened before summer, and they totally all try to gaslight her <laughs> and be like, what are you talking about? I don't know. What are demons? What are vampires? Like, you're crazy. And then Buffy is super mean to her, and I feel like... Um, this is you know this is the first moments of like Cordelia coming into the game at least trying to like she you can see that she's kind of like trying to like be their friend like they have a trauma bond of like fighting the master together like you know so now can we be friends and then so Buffy you know I feel like all of them were mean to her the only person that doesn't say anything mean is Willow because she just doesn't say anything at all but um yeah, there was definitely like some tensions there. <laughs> They're not really feeling her. They're denying like the pain that I feel like this episode, there's like a lot of like Buffy's struggle with like PTSD of like what she experienced and then like allusions to the fact that Cordelia also has PTSD, but like not addressing it at all. <laughs> and like yeah. that she has no <laughs> support system and she tries to go to them for support. Um no, and I guess she's gonna get a dose of her own medicine based on how she treated them in season one. But still, it, it was super like sad <laughs> to see her shut down so aggressively um, in this scene. Yeah, I feel like she, Cordelia, is seeing that there is something more to the world around her than what she was aware of before. Like the last season, super opened up her eyes that like she's part of this super sleepy town where nothing was really happening and the most important things to her were popularity and fashion and hot football players and then she was almost murdered multiple times and now she wants to be part of something bigger and greater and yeah she is just hella getting shut down And yeah, I do feel like we start to see that she is noticing that this is actually a crew that she super wants to be a part of. Um, Should we talk about how Buffy has a, I'm gonna fuck everyone's life up entrance to the bronze? 
Yeah. Well, okay. So the bronze first we have like Willow and um, Xander are there and like Xander, you can tell is all like distracted and like looking around, obviously like looking for Buffy and Willow is sitting there just like trying to get his attention, you know, being like super fucking thirsty and like (laughs) tries to kind of like reenact the scene from the beginning of the episode where she like puts like ice cream on her nose because she's like oh that was the closest we've ever been to kissing Mm -hmm. and I just feel like where is Seth Green dude (laughs) like how much longer do we have to wait because (laughs) I hate this I love that that's what you remember (laughs) I mean come on come on Oh, so frustrating and then yeah so like that's happening and then she's kind of just like getting shut down um by Xander and then yeah okay and then the band is super cool Chibomato yeah Chibomato which is Italian for crazy food which I also was like is it because the humans are the crazy food oh <laughs> <laughs> And so it is play, one of the better bands too. Yeah. And they play just like sexy music, I guess, is their genre. And so it's just this like sexual, like all, like Dido, but like Yeah, word, but like I also Enya. Yeah. Yes. Also, yeah. I feel like that that the song that they're playing when Buffy walks in definitely was included for that advertisement do you remember that 90s advertisement for those that collection of soothing songs that would oh, always yes. it, it would always play like at midnight on yes. like Nickelodeon <laughs> I feel like it's one of those like soothing like yeah it was a lot songs. of like <sighs> like like I don't even know if yes. there were words but those were the it was like ghouls it was like sexy ghouls like 90s haunted house (laughs) maybe we can cut in maybe we can cut it a little bit of yes to really give you guys the experience two seconds slice yeah (laughs) yeah buffy walks in black dress does not give a fuck attitude she walks right in and of course she walks into angel who's totally a simp and is like are you mad at me (laughs) basically (laughs) and Buffy's like no dude like why would I be mad at you like we're not a thing um this is like one probably the singer that you're talking about Deb but she's like yeah I've moved on to the living (laughs) (laughs) but unfortunately the living she's talking about is Xander and she asks him to dance and she dances around him super sexual yeah she just essentially like just like wriggles her hips (laughs) on him and it's like I don't know okay I guess it's technically dancing because she's like wriggling to the beat Mm -hmm. but yeah is she is using the slinky backless black dress to do most of the work mm-hmm. and to be fair it really isn't in his character nature that's been established so far but Xander looks only uncomfortable mm-hmm. like you can see there's a part where Buffy 
turns into him so she can grind her slayer-defined bum against (laughs) his crotch and you can like see a muscle twitching in his jaw and he just looks hella dead inside and like I think he's trying not to come no I I don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt he's trying not to come again like I think he already came once in his pants and he's like fuck I can't like it's a, actually it's a look not. of discomfort that he can like feel come in his pants yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah that makes like more sense a, that makes more sense baby is like shitting in their diaper and they're like <laughs> just like Ella making that weird face and they like grind their teeth together like, that's his o face or dude his okay, vinegar so, strokes uh, he's not the only one that has an uncomfortable look on his face because angel and willow look on sadly slash angrily as this is happening there's a spotlight on them it's it's really uncomfortable for everyone um okay so while this is happening meanwhile in the graveyard the anointed one and his homies they're digging up the master's bones yeah so like we kind of got this information that in the summer um Giles and Xander and Willow buried the master's bones and it was this whole like ritualistic thing with holy water and they wore robes and which honestly I feel like would have been healing for Buffy to be a part of but whatever I guess they had to do it um but it didn't seem very effective (laughs) because these people are these vamps are just digging up the grave with like one shovel and everyone else is just using their hands like <laughs> and they're like it burns it yeah. burns the flesh. like maybe that factory made shovels and now it's closed down so there's a shovel shortage in <laughs> Sunnydale and that's why they only have one yeah <laughs> and baby Steve Jobs doesn't give a fuck they're like my hands are burning from this consecrated soil and he's like so yeah Yeah, dude just like doesn't give a fuck like can't just wait for the shovel to do it he's like i gave you a deadline (laughs) yeah like they when they were consecrating that soil like no one for a moment thought what if they brought a shovel seems like they should have thought of that <laughs> yeah you'd think Giles would have thought of that but they were just I think everyone was just kind of just trying to put that they're like let's just move on that was you know whatever Buffy's gone no one's heard from her let's just get rid of the evidence because people are gonna wonder where this fucking skeleton came from dude and they I'm not didn't going down for this. put it in a box it was like just loose bones <laughs> because they like find a skull you know and they're like yeah "Yeah." and it's just in the fucking dirt dude (laughs) (laughs) it's slapdash it has xander's fucking card calling card written all over it slapdash sloppy (laughs) just really just they half-assed it for sure but it comes back to bite them soon so they have the master's bones oh this is when they kept referring to master's bones and it was super sexual (laughs) I was like, yeah, I also want the master's bones. Um, And basically, okay, so the sexual dance has ended. Buffy's leaving the bra. Dude, Buffy just leaves. I feel like mid-song, dude. She doesn't even wait for the song to end. 
She just no, she out, is living. She's like her I most did resting bitch do. face personality. Yeah, she like sexually whispers to Xander, like, "Did I ever thank you for saving my life?" <laughs> and then she just is like, "Don't you wish I would?" <laughs> and then leaves, dude. dude yeah, and you she can knows. See that's you her. Like, see. drop the mic. <laughs> You like in real time, you witness Sanders' balls turn blue. <laughs> yes, dude. She, that was acting. It it's was gonna haunt all over his face. everyone's dreams, dude. She's like, okay, now that I have confirmed that I will haunt your dreams until you're dead, I'm just gonna go put on my emo hoodie that I for some reason brought, even though I have all these clothes from LA. I'm gonna just like put on a black fucking hoodie over my slinky dress. And like walk through a dark alley alone. Mm-hmm. That's and the right thing to do. Cordelia runs after her. And I love this interaction because it's like I Cordelia was also like looking on concerned. I guess I love how everyone close to Buffy is so concerned when she's dancing with Xander. It's like they're watching her like do the most destructive thing <laughs> possible because that's how gross he is. <laughs> and so everyone in her life is put off and concerned, including Cordelia. And she runs after Buffy just to be like, hey, like, just so you know, like, if you keep pushing everyone away, like, they're just not going to be like, take it from me. They're just not going to be there anymore. And like, that's my advice to you is to just, you know, stop now while you're ahead. Like, people care about you, basically, like trying to give her a little bit of like a wake up. We're here for you, girl. Like, we want to help. But um, Buffy's like not ready to hear it. She's definitely not ready to hear it from Cordelia because that's not someone that she considers her friend. Um, so she basically just blows her off. And exactly as she turns around to leave, Cordelia is dragged, uh, forcibly dragged into her room with a passed out Miss Calendar <laughs> and is trapped. Yeah, I feel like this is where the, the plot the physical plot of the episode is starting to make sense now because mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird pairing, like putting Miss Callender and Cordelia as the, the only two people who at this moment have been endangered by the vampires is, is a weird start to a vamp plan. Um, and then... And- you yeah. get Buffy like kind of like walking away with her hood up after she like talks to Cordelia. She like throws her hood up, walks away. That's why she didn't see it because she doesn't have peripheral vision because of her hood. Um, but you'd think she would sense it. She has like um, chosen one senses. Layer senses. <laughs> yeah, layer senses, dude. They're yeah. turned off by the hoodie. They're turned <laughs> yes. off by her sadness. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those like chambers, um, <laughs> you know, that, like like sensory a sensory deprivation tank, <laughs> yeah. but like yeah. a in hoodie. hoodie version. Yeah, yeah dude. sounds awesome. Um, <laughs> and so Buffy's just like casually walking home through the graveyard, of course, because it's like the only pathway. <laughs> right, that's been in town, dude. And she sees the master's grave dug up, and it's like a completely perfect square like <laughs> deep hole <laughs> that just like is so unrealistic to have dug without shovels but with your hands while they're burning off 
But then, like, I guess she doesn't say anything until tomorrow. Like, she just goes home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess and it's right. not until school the next <laughs> day that she's like, "By the way." <laughs> master's bones are gone hopefully it wasn't a big deal I didn't say anything for 24 hours hopefully it's no not urgency, urgency. Yeah. yeah no urgency well I think yeah. it's because she just went home and like stewed on it because she's super pissy about it the next day even though she did not help them <laughs> uh at all she's like nice nice one guys uh FYI the master's bones are gone. like not that you care <laughs> or anything but the master's bones are gone dude she does walk in on them talking kind of shit about her too it's Mm -hmm. like her best friends and her mentor are talking about how problematic she is when she walks into the room (laughs) so I feel like the attitude is even more like inflamed by Mm -hmm. that situation and then yeah she is so bratty and willow is like buffy must be possessed because she would never sexually dance with sandra (laughs) that's what i mean they act like like they just saw her like what the fuck and then giles is like no like she died (laughs) and she has issues he says he says she has she has what you americans call issues Dude, don't we all have issues? Yes. <laughs> Only Americans. Only Americans. <laughs> um, but Giles, he hears this like super unurgent information of the bones being gone. And he has a light bulb moment and he finds a book and he's like, hold on. It's it's in Latin, so bear with me. And then proceeds <laughs> to read it perfectly. <laughs> um that they're gonna there is a possibility that they're gonna do some type of resurrection yeah of the master the revivication yeah <laughs> I wrote that too revivication <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then like as they're talking they throw like a rock gets thrown into the window of the library which I kind of felt like in last season there was some bars on the windows because remember like the the vamps had came in through the windows and then I thought that installed bars but maybe I'm remembering that wrong but um, I feel like didn't the snake monster come up through the hell mouth and probably broke the bars off the window sure. like there were kind of tentacles like all summer all over the place get, like, yeah yeah <laughs> had to get fixed um yeah dude if any business is flourishing in Sunnydale it's like contractors <laughs> <laughs> window repairmen yeah glossers <laughs> <laughs> okay so what's on the rock that gets thrown through a second story okay library so window? it goes through the window and Buffy just catches, catches it. it perfectly <laughs> and it has she looks at it and she's like this is Cordelia's bracelet <laughs> like immediately because she apparently is obsessed with her mm-hmm. she knows mm-hmm. um like I wouldn't recognize if one of your guys's bracelets was attached to a rock and thrown through a window. <laughs> I was in both of your weddings and I still wouldn't be able to be like, this is Amanda's bracelet. I think it depends on the bracelet. Like <laughs> if it was a bracelet that had like, I love 
making lists stamped into it i would be like this is jen's <laughs> <laughs> yeah and if it said like master bones just yeah. like master bones with like that water emoji i'd be like okay amanda's in trouble no yeah. if it had like the emoji the eyes like the side eyes yeah like, you'd be like oh my god amanda's in danger <laughs> yeah so it seems like it's a specific cordelia bracelet that she knows the term and like the note is just like come to the bronze before it opens <laughs> like very explicit direct <laughs> instructions obviously a trap but mm-hmm. Buffy is so like she's just like I have to go handle this and like you guys can't come like I can't keep watching out for you and basically like you are a thorn in my side and like don't help at all and I she hate them too. civilians yeah. too yeah yeah yes dude. don't try to help me no one can help me and yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's very yeah there's a lot implied there <laughs> so yeah she's off she's off on her own she's like I'm gonna go save Cordy uh she gets to the bronze and of course she meets angel in the shadows <laughs> um and she tells him not for the first time i feel like she's reiterating that being stalked is not a turn on for girls um and he's just like you need someone to watch your back <laughs> and buffy basically tells him to fuck off and then basically gets in his face and is like you want to go <laughs> you want to <laughs> fucking go right now like kick my ass Again, I was like, this is hot. <laughs> um, but he's like, dude, chill. Like, I I like I just want to help you. Um, and then she has a moment where she's like, I don't trust you, you're a vampire. And he's like, Oh, like obviously that that word hurts. Like, that's it hurts when she says that word. And she's like, Oh, is vampire offensive? Should I say undead American? <laughs> And I have in my notes, is this the first PC joke on television? <laughs> yes, dude. I do too. <laughs> it's a lot. And like, isn't he European? Uh, okay. I thought there was like a flashback where he was like in some kind of castle and there are not castles. That's true. I don't know. We'll address. There's that later, a whole. We'll we'll address it later. Lore. Yeah, yeah. I do feel thing. like he's alive when like America has been discovered, but I also think that you're probably right. He seems. Yeah, I, think, I feel like I he's like, the, the, is he aren't we all European? I guess, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay i think amanda's right too though well let's address it later yeah i think yeah, we need yeah. to do a little it'll research. come up there's yeah, a okay. whole yeah old timey it's amazing angel yeah. old timey garb is hot <laughs> <laughs> um okay dude and so whatever they they're fighting it's super sexual and buffy's like fuck this fuck you i'm out i'm going i'm gonna save cordy so she walks in to the bronze um is immediately confronted with a vampire <laughs> And to which Angel sums up as, here's, here's the bait, where's the hook? <laughs> and we realize that the bronze is not where the trap is. Dude, which leads to Buffy using some pretty dark torture tactic on this vampire that she found. Um, she's very much like, 
like waterboarding her with a yeah, dude. <laughs> she like takes her enormous chunky crucifix necklace and like shoves it into the vampire's mouth i put undead throat goat <laughs> it's what's in my notes because the chunky cross goes deep dude it goes deep (laughs) so it's hot it's hot but also it's torture it's pretty uncomfortable honestly to like watch Buffy torture someone even a vampire yeah and she so she's basically torturing the vampire to find out where is Giles Willow and Cordelia because they love Xander Pine because like us they find Xander very uncomfortable to hang out with (laughs) and they don't grab him but also relatedly they don't grab him because they realize that this ritual to re what reinvigorate the master (laughs) is uh requires all the people who were nearby when he died so last season Xander was busy giving mouth-to-mouth to Buffy. He wasn't around, so they aren't involved in the ritual. Yeah, and he is pissed at Buffy. Yeah, he <clears throat> all rightfully of a sudden so. <laughs> acts like he gives a shit about Willow. Mm-hmm. And he only gives a shit about her now after fucking ignoring her and only caring about her when Buffy is literally out of town Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden he's like if Willow gets hurt I'll kill you to Buffy which is kind of 180 degree turn from the way he's been presenting his feelings over the last he's like please dude sweet relief (laughs) (laughs) save me the trouble yeah. <laughs> so yeah. meanwhile at the bric-a-brac warehouse <laughs> the baby steve jobs walks past a perfectly white assembled skeleton straight <laughs> from your high school science class uh skeleton laying on a stone slab and the four sacrifices, Willow, Giles, Miss Calendar, and Cordelia are like suspended, like dead hog style. <laughs> over yeah. the so it's like, I guess this was like, a, yeah, like a meat factory. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And also they're like swigging like a pendulum. Mm. And it was very hard for me to take it seriously. Like the reveal (laughs) that they're all hanging upside down would have been a lot darker if they weren't swinging back and forth (laughs) over the table. Like they had just gotten like pulley systemed over there moments ago and they couldn't wait for the motion to stop before they started shooting. (laughs) It was only funny to me. There's a bunch of other little vamps here. It's like, I guess the people who are in this order, right? Yeah, and thank God that Buffy, Angel, and Xander walk in just in time. And we get our first fight scene of the season. And so I have a question. 
Buffy is like, I-, I can handle this. You guys hang back. You know, I'm I'm gonna take care of this, right? We we it pans the camera pans to the circle of vamps. One of them all of a sudden turns to dust, and as they melt down, they reveal Buffy behind them in like a fight stance. What killed that? <laughs> okay, She's so not holding a stake. Uh, it literally dust melts. I think that it she did stake it, but that maybe the stake was like in the body. And so maybe if they like panned to the ground, there would be like a pile of dust with like a okay. stake in it. Yeah. I was like, is she so pissed that just punching them <laughs> like turns them to dust? Because <laughs> she's standing in a perfect like fight stance, like the perfect. Yeah. Like it was like a big reveal. That's what all shit like all hell breaks loose is because they it he melts and then they're like oh shit Bobby's here <laughs> and like it's just pandemonium in the warehouse um and then so lots of high kicks we get lots of Sarah Michelle Geller grunts um we get an amazing <laughs> haystack flip like 10 out of 10 Olympic flip over a haystack and as she's upside down to the ground she <laughs> grabs a box and as she lands brings the box down on the vampire's head it, that was my favorite yeah that was <laughs> amazing fight. yeah uh meanwhile Xander and Angel they're saving the sacrifices um and as they're freed and wake up, Giles is like, oh, oh, thanks for saving us. Like, where's Buffy? Towards Xander replies, working out her issues. <laughs> and it stands to her just beating vampire ass. <laughs> yeah, he got over his shit really quickly. I feel mm-hmm. like he went from hating her guts to being like, oh, it's cool. It's cool. We're She's alive. doing her thing again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then so she's fighting fighting killing like most of these vamps and then like (laughs) the like priest vamp all of a sudden has a sledgehammer (laughs) just like adding to the mythology of the brick-a-brack factory like what what is happening here here? and then like i feel like we don't get a lot of the vamps wielding weapons you know and so it's yeah it's just he doesn't even try to fight her first he's just like I'm bringing a sledgehammer (laughs) (laughs) yeah it doesn't work (laughs) (laughs) it took Jen out of the moment it broke the fourth wall for Jen um so we have sledgehammer guy and then other unarmed vampire redneck redneck running towards her from either end she breaks like a tiki torch (laughs) that's lit in the factory she breaks it off so it's like a point so it's fire on one side point on the other the vampires like keep running towards (laughs) towards it one is dusted and the other guy the um preacher he starts on fire and they actually this is where the flying budget was blown because they do this thing where like his like eyes <laughs> flame like you see a twinkle of flame in his eyes before he like totally disintegrates and that was new that was yeah new so it's like death. fire is a way you can kill vamps now that's like wasn't there fire killing vamps in the last season i don't remember Fire is a way you can kill vamps. When Mm -hmm. the vamps in the Buffyverse go into sunlight, they burn and turn to ash that way. Okay, so it's the same thing. It's like, okay, 
burning. Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, just accept it. Let it wash over you. Yeah, it's canon. it's canon. It's yeah. canon. It's canon. And then, okay. so yeah, so she killed these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. They're done. They're done, dude. And then, yeah. And then now she has the sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. And she fucking smashes the master bones, dude. As soft like... piano music. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, I don't understand why they, this, they should have just done this in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> it seems really effective. Yeah, they shatter instantly. Like they yeah. turned into the bones. You should have at least done that before you buried them, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, dude. She's not wearing any eye protection. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is an OSHA violation for sure. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> like but it's factories already condemned. So yeah, it's fine. OSHA already shut it down years ago. Um, but it seems like she is finally having some closure, right? Because she's crying. It's emotional. She's crying while she's doing it. Angel goes and comforts her as she cries, and the gang looks on knowingly yeah this is what she needed she's cured now because yeah. that is how mental health works. it's all the therapy yeah. she needed yeah dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah. and a single leg is all that remains by the end of the smashing it does feel like this is where we really as the audience to are seeing that like okay the master is legit done we are moving on to the next villain who will traumatize Buffy and the rest of the gang in this season. Um, because after this, I don't think we even see nightmares of the master. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she's, it's it's either that she healed from it or she like crushed those feelings down with an emotional like mallet Wall. thing. <laughs> yeah. And they're just they're deep they're deep in there they don't come up in her nightmares anymore Mm -hmm. that one cry yeah and she that's it and then we have our the next day okay this is what I'm talking about because it's the next day at school and Cordelia is talking about like no matter how hard you scrub like you can't scrub the blood out Yes. <laughs> and Miss Callender totally roasts her and is like, oh yeah, like the stains out of your clothes. It's like, yeah, stains are the biggest part of like what we went through. And Cordelia's like, yeah, I know. And you can tell she means like the emotional trauma that like no matter how hard she scrubs, the blood is yeah. still there. <laughs> um, and but that's it. That's all. No one is ever gonna address this for her or comfort her in any way. So it's I it's honestly... a little bad. I really liked that part. I really felt like that um, really brought the themes of the episode like circled back to it because Mm -hmm. yeah, she says, yeah, the stains, no matter how much you do, how much effort, how much you try, it stays with you. And I feel like that, that really is setting up the rest of not only this season, but the rest of Buffy's um arc throughout the show and also I took it such a different way with Cordelia I was like this girl is like oil and water with trauma like nothing sticks to her she's so superficial that it's actually fine like she can watch her friends die and almost get her face cut off and like get kidnapped by vampires as a blood sacrifice and she's like meh like I wish I could take this to the dry cleaner to get the 
rusty chain like stains off of my clothes but you know that's the worst of it everything else Dude, is chill. I feel like she's constantly like her everything she says is a cry for help <laughs> how I feel about her character and I feel like she's someone that later on everyone is like oh my god the sides were always there it's like someone that when they're gone you go through everything they've said and you're like wow I really let this person down like they were so <laughs> clear that they were suffering <laughs> like that's how I kind of view her <laughs> at least like the things that she's saying um and I think that she finds support like later on in the season um, with her inevitable like joining of the gang right but it, at least like now she you know she has no one and how I think you're right Chris it's like she does express herself in these superficial ways because that's all she knows how to talk about feelings about but she does have these feelings and like no one that can relate to like what she's going through so similarly I feel like she's like her and Buffy are so alike because in their worlds that they are in like no one knows like what they're going through right and yeah so they both like feel alone in their own way um but yeah well poor core poor cordelia she yeah can't she can't take her brain to the dry cleaner <laughs> no <laughs> um okay can we pause for a moment and talk about is buffy's sweater pinned over okay thank you i have a note <laughs> of that too dude is it in a clasp scene. or a button because so, she has yeah. a sweater <laughs> Pin, like or over her right like the classic like golf look like over yeah her, like around her shoulders not tied, though. no it is not tied like but the sleeves somehow, are just hanging yeah you can tell there's a point where they're connected like you can see it <laughs> I don't clear know, magic dude. is it a button <laughs> I truly don't know dude like, clear magic clear magic it's amazing I um, did not catch that. <laughs> yes, it was. I could not stop staring at it the whole yeah. time because I, my brain was like, "This is not computing." <laughs> How this Dude. is happening? Did you guys see though that she has learned to like up her accessory game? And in this scene, she is wearing a much daintier crucifix, oh, crucifix. necklace yeah. with like some light green jewels embedded mm -hmm. in it and it totally like matches her apparently gravity defying sweater that <laughs> she's wearing <laughs> I feel like we still see the chunky like the chunky crucifix is with us forever I'm pretty sure but yeah, yeah. I feel like now she's like okay if I'm gonna wear a crucifix every day I should at least like outfit coordinated and I wonder her dad if this was like things her dad bought her yeah name. her dad yeah, was absolutely. like it was really weird I got she wanted like 10 different crucifix <laughs> I just don't get her <laughs> oh yeah okay and so go yeah. ahead oh yeah I was just gonna say yeah she goes into class and like mm -hmm. you know there's so she walks into class Buffy does and she sees like you know, like Willow and Xander sitting together and she, you know, like would have sat close to them, right? And she just, she kind of like looks on like, is this chill? <laughs> is it not? And like behind her is this like bulletin board and it has this like book of the book month. of the month. <laughs> okay. So we paused it. Is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> multiple times. We paused it multiple times <laughs> to be able to see it. Okay. So it's called how peace came to the world, which is kind of interesting, right? Like, 
because she you know in a way that's almost like what the episode was about right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. how can like Buffy bring peace to her old world and then in this scene especially because she's like kind of like getting accepted again by her friends and like Mm -hmm. having some peace you know but like the actual book is about some like nuclear warheads and it's like wait 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 seems like that's how wait what dude yeah it's like did donald rumsfeld write it what it says it's an it's an arresting and evocative compendium of scenarios that imagine a sustainable future for our planet how many stars is it on goodreads (laughs) (laughs) i need to know i don't know i'd have to yeah yeah we have to look it up Okay, that's amazing. But yeah, so that is kind of like what is happening as she is going back to her, you know, going back to Mm -hmm. her friends. They they do accept her back, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, they accept her back, and I feel like they try to show her love through normality. Mm -hmm. Like they Mm. they welcome her back. They include her. They saved her a seat in the classroom. They laugh with her. They make jokes about the deeply traumatic events about the day before, mm-hmm. which I think honestly is kind of nice. I feel like when you've gone through some shit and people know about it, sometimes it's nice for someone to just not shy away from that and not pretend like it didn't happen. But obviously, also, she doesn't want to fucking talk about it she just wants like they just acknowledge it and move on which seems pretty appropriate and really I think reestablishes them as her support net Mm -hmm. and kind of closes this loop of she can ask for help and receive the help that's available to her that they can't carry her slayer burden but they can still help. And I feel like that closed a loop in a really nice way for her. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see the little tiny cutscene at the end? Dude, yes. A in the warehouse yes. with, Steve, with Steve Jobs. <laughs> it's it, the final scene before the credits. We have baby Steve Jobs in the warehouse looking around, seeing the, the crushed skeleton of Leather Daddy. And in a tiny baby voice, he says, I hate that girl. (laughs) Dude, it also really proves the point that all they had to do was crush the bones. Like that one extra step would have Uh made this entire episode a moot point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's just proving that like Buffy is the one who has to like handle the shit you know like mm-hmm. even the like well-researched you know like mm-hmm. kind of like ritual that Giles does and I'm sure that they like followed all the steps and did everything right it's like doesn't matter dude it's like she you need her like brute force method and like that is what is needed mm-hmm. to handle all this shit mm-hmm. and that's it now we're on the road we're on the road to season two I can't believe it's happening 
Yes. That was a good first episode to get it to get. We had everything. We had a training montage. We had a fight scene. We had sexual tension. We had Angel giving us absolutely nothing. We had Buffy giving us more than she should have. Like (laughs) everything, all of our favorite uh, themes are back um, to start us off on the new season. And so we're going to be um, kind of like keeping track of like a death count uh, moving forward. And so we had like a pretty high death count this episode, Uh, Buffy. Okay, so Buffy killed five vamps mm. and Angel killed one Ooh. in the factory. And so okay. six vamps total mm-hmm. died during this. this How many? No so. school children this episode, right? No, just vamps. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not this time. Not this time. But <laughs> today, we do have in season one, we only had 12 episodes worth mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. school children deaths Mm -hmm. and in season two we have 24 episodes Mm -hmm. so I think we can look forward to the student population at Sunnydale High. Let's try to get on the board yeah let's try to get on the board with the student population. Yes. We have we have kids on the waiting list we need to cycle through some of these kids. Snyder can only hate so many children at once. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah that makes so much sense it's like he's the one kind of like killing them (laughs) he's like on the inside has to be a manageable amount (laughs) well awesome thank you everyone for joining us on season two and we look forward to seeing you all for season two episode two some assembly required this episode was created and recorded by amanda kelly Chris Rath and me, Jen Rath. It was also edited by me, Jen Rath. Our theme music is by James Massa and my husband, Daniel Nico. And our cover art is by our super badass friend, Caitlin Deering. Thanks everyone for listening. Bye.